I've been thinking a lot the last few days about how I feel or how I respond to situations where, and I guess the best way I can describe this, at least for me, is the, are those times when people do what I call changing the game on us. And what I mean by that is that as humans, we have a tendency to make assumptions about what the dynamic is regarding our interactions and ongoing communications and relationships with other human beings. And in this case, I'm speaking about, you know, this can be friends, this can be business type relationships, this can be family, romantic relationships, whatever the case may be, whenever we find ourselves in that those situations where we're dealing with the same person, or it could be a group of people, and there's kind of a, you know, a dynamic there that's a little different, that we find ourselves making assumptions or holding beliefs and even clinging to expectations about how those people are and what I guess what I refer to quote unquote is what our deal is with them and I'm not speaking about like you know a business deal although it could be I mean clearly that could be the could be the case but in a lot of situations it's just that interpersonal dynamic that relationship dynamic and I've heard teachers speak on this subject before. I've had numerous conversations here just in the recent past about this, and I've heard different perspectives about why this is. So this, what I'm really talking about this morning, isn't, it's a combination. It's really my own experiences, my own thoughts, and I know at the end of the day that, you know, any thoughts that I have most likely have been influenced by people I have spoken with or heard their thoughts or perspectives on this. So it's kind of a distillation of that. And what, what's beautiful about that is, is that I can take from all of the different perspectives and really come up with a way for me to cope. Because that's really the bottom line here is that if, you know, there's no point in me practicing mindfulness just for the sake of doing that, although it is, you know, it, it feels beneficial in some way, but it's the idea here is to practice this. I know that I'm a better me when I'm doing that, and I know that I'm definitely a better me when I'm use, utilizing the mindfulness practice so that I can cope more mindfully. And it benefits me, and I know it can potentially benefit others due to how it affects the way I react and respond to other people. And I've had, you know, a couple of situations here recently where I've had, you know, people that I've known for, you know, for years. And there has been a kind of a certain dynamic with them that has suddenly, for one reason or another, has changed. And it doesn't really matter so much necessarily the stories themselves for the, for the purposes of talking about this aren't really that important. What I think is really most important about this is is when this happens, looking at what is going on in my head, what am I, you know, what, how am I talking to myself, what are, what is happening, how am I reacting to this, and the ones that really catch me off guard or surprise me the most, and I'd like to say that I, it, it doesn't surprise me, it, but yet it both does and doesn't, because I'm human. I'd like to say that I know enough and have had enough experience with human beings to know that 
the game can change any time. And I'm not implying that it's an actual game as far as my relationships and interactions with people, you know, not game in, in the purest sense. I'm just using that word really as kind of a, almost a, uh, just kind of a way of expressing how that is because the dynamic can change. So that's, that's why I'm using that word. But basically when the game changes, what I'm finding is for me when that happens is that, you know, I'm human. I'm going to be, even though I'd like to say, you know, human beings, and this is myself included, change and can change very, you know, very quickly and it can happen often. The way that I relate to someone one moment may be very different from the way I relate to them 15 minutes from now, or even in some cases, five minutes from now. It's just a constant, ongoing, fluid situation that in a lot of cases changes, and I don't even know why. A lot of it is biochemical. It's just this is we're biological beings and we're prone to being different in any given moment. So to first talk about the challenges that I have had, what usually will tend to happen is when someone does this, when they change the game on me very quickly, and it's usually very suddenly in most cases, there's a tendency for me to, you know, if I slow this down enough to realize what happens, and what ends up happening usually is, first of all, I'm I'm usually caught off guard. And then I kind of find myself a little bit bewildered. I'm a little bit confused. And I'm sort of trying to get my bearings. And what that usually entails is me thinking a lot about why, you know, trying to speculate about why this person is being different now versus the last time I interacted with them. And then there is this, I guess really the way I would talk about this is it's like I experience what I call a bout of thinking. It's like this just being plagued with this need or desire to just try to overanalyze everything. You know, is it something I did? Is it something I said? Is there something that I forgot? Did I do something to them that I didn't realize? It's just that constant, ongoing speculation. It's like a detective, you know, trying to find clues to solve, uh, you know, to solve a crime. And if there is a crime scene, metaphorically speaking, you know, I'm the one that's choosing for it to be that way. If there, you know, and there again, if I have done something wrong, if I have said something wrong, if I have failed them in some way, I want to own that and I want to make it right. But I think that the difference here is that instead of me obsessively thinking, and the other thing that happens is when I'm doing that, when I'm obsessively thinking, I'm in a much better position to think logically and critically about this when it's not in a reactive way. And I think that there is, in my mind, a tremendous distinction between reactive thinking and then what I guess what I would call, for lack of a better term, proactive thinking or measured thinking, you know, critical thinking. So what I want to do right off the bat when I am, am aware that this is happening, and there again, this is in a best case situation, and I realize it, it sounds idealistic on one hand, but on the other hand, the more that I try to aim for that, you know, to if I'm going to have a goal at all, I'd much rather have a goal that I may or may not be able to fulfill completely, but at least I have the intention of trying to deal with this situation in a much healthier way and to be able to cope more effectively. 
So when I slow things down, and there again, it's just a matter of utilizing whatever kind of meditative practice works for one for a person in order to get the mind calm. Once this happens, somebody kind of turns everything upside down for you. Suddenly you're finding yourself just completely lost and confused and dazed, or dazed and confused, and you don't know really what to do. And so there's a tendency to kind of turn in on yourself. That's at least what I've noticed and from many people that I've spoken with. And if I'm, if I'm not practicing mindfulness, if I'm not trying to allow myself to be mindful, what I find usually happens is that I just emotionally, it's, you know, I spiral out of control. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to act crazy in the situation or act ridiculous or make a spectacle out of myself in front of other people. It just means that I'm going to get really, really lost in all of my emotional reactions to someone changing the game on me. And most likely what's going to happen is, other than the fact that I'm going to think obsessively about it, I'm going to become overly focused on myself. I'm going to really start paying a lot of attention to how I feel. I feel cheated. I feel slighted. I feel deceived in some way because I thought they were this and now they're this, or they were going to do this, and now they're going to do this, or they're not going to do anything at all. And so I can get really, if I slow this down to look at what, you know, the uh, the kind of the, uh, the ugliness of this in slow motion, I'm going to get really, really defensive in most cases. I'm going to close myself off. I'm certainly going to harbor some resentment against this person in one way or another. And I'm then going to start probably in most cases, I would, you know, looking back when I have done this, when I've kind of gone back and reviewed the, you know, the game tape from previous uh, situations like this, I'm going to start harboring, you know, negative feeling toward negative feelings towards that person. I will then most likely want to avoid this person in some way and avoiding people sometimes can be much more silly and ridiculous than just trying to not be where they are. If I am where they are, you know, there's a lot of childishness that can that, that can happen. And I don't want to do that at the end of the day. I don't think anybody really wants that. But I've done it before and I embrace it. I, you know, I'm willing to, uh, to cop to the fact that I have certainly in the past, you know, held on to feelings like this. And it's, you know, what's interesting is it takes on a life of its own. I can be just as upset about this three weeks later if I choose to be when I'm not even around this person anymore, thinking all of these really negative thoughts, continuing to relive these, the you know, what exactly happened, these events, and continuing to torture myself needlessly, blaming myself probably, most likely if it's me, that's probably, because that seems to be my game, I tend to do that if I'm not careful, and it just ends up being a situation that I am putting myself through a lot of stuff that really there's no need for in my mind. That's at least in my humble opinion. I can't speak for everybody else. So by looking at what this looks like, you know, the ugliness of what happens when I don't, when I choose not to be mindful in, in these moments, when I choose not to pay attention to my own reactions to a situation like this when somebody changes the game to kind of flip this over on its head what I'm looking at now is 
what would I, how do I want to handle this? What is the standard that if there's going to be any standards, what am I going to hold myself to as far as what my expectations are of myself? I know I'm not going to always be able to meet them completely a hundred percent, but at least it's something to have as, as something to strive for. And I had one of these happen just earlier this week where there was one of those situations where I, you know, I thought things were this way and then suddenly they're a different way and suddenly their demeanor towards me becomes different and it wasn't anything bad it wasn't anything catastrophic but at least this time I was able to thankfully be aware that the game had changed and I've just really focused on trying to be mindful in that moment I knew that I was that something had changed it wasn't just my imagination. And in this case, it was really obvious. The hardest thing to do, but in my mind, the best thing for me to do is just at that point to be very mindful and very aware, just to allow myself. I want to set that intention of just paying attention. And what was interesting about it was that there was almost like this calm inner core you know, around me, I could still feel a lot of energy around being dazed and confused and wondering why this was happening and why they were doing this. There was a lot of thing. My mind was, you know, going there, so to speak, but I wasn't completely invested in it. I felt the, uh, the compunction to do these things and to think obsessively and to speculate and I've heard the term before, you know, setting up a war room. You know, you imagine these rooms where they're doing all kinds of strategic thinking and there's flow charts and they've got whiteboards up all over the room. Well, I kind of, in a way, liken that from an emotional standpoint to the way I can be sometimes. You know, I can set up my own emotional war room and I'm trying to assess the situation and trying to figure out why they're being different and why they're changing the game on me in some way. And in this case, I could feel all of that habitual desire to do it, but I did not engage. I just simply wrote it out. And it's not saying that it's anything heroic. It's nothing that's, you know, that's, you know, something that I think that I need to be commended for. It's just part of coping. It's, you know, there's no need for a, uh, what they call a ticker tape parade. There, there's no need for a marching band. It's not this you know, incredible mountaintop moment that, you know, other people need to, uh, to acknowledge. It's just that, you know, I want to acknowledge that myself and just be aware of the fact that I'm choosing to handle this in a different way. And as I sat with those feelings, and in this case, I didn't have time to do it right away. I was in the middle of working. I was dealing with business related situations I did not have the luxury of just disappearing, you know, for 15 minutes and going in a dark closet and sitting still and just letting those feelings wash over me. I had to cope. I had to be in life. I had to be here where it was happening in the moment and still discharge the responsibilities that I had. I didn't have the ability to just run away from that at the moment, even though I would have loved to have done that. But I knew that was not the best choice for me or for the people that I was responsible for and working with. So I just sat with those feelings as I went about my daily business. And yes, it did feel like there was almost like it's like a hurricane. There is this, you know, the eye of the hurricane, which is very calm. 
and then all the winds of, you know, all that energy swirling around me, I could feel my mind just wanting to go in several different directions and really, you know, latch on to those feelings. And instead of doing that, what I really tried to do was just embrace the situation and remember that I could not control it. I could not get this person to be any different than they were. And the longer that I sat with it, the more I realized that I really didn't need to have all the answers about why they changed the game on me. I didn't really need to know. I, you know, I guess if there was anything that I want to make sure of, if I'm going to focus on anything, I do want to make sure that, you know, this is not in response to something that I have done that I shouldn't have done. And there again, as a person who has struggled with feelings of guilt and shame, most of my life and feeling like if something's wrong, it has to be because of something I did. This is a really slippery slope for me. And for a while, I tried to just avoid going there and dealing with, you know, looking at things from this vantage point because I knew that I would be very likely to start beating myself up and believing that somehow anything that happens is always my fault for some reason or another. But I do want to make sure that I'm strong enough to, to pay attention to that. Because if there is something that I did that I shouldn't have, I do want to own that. I want to do whatever I can to make amends and make it right. And so in this case, because I had allowed myself to be more aware that I was wanting to react in a negative way, that I was aware enough and mindful enough to allow myself to calmly assess, okay, is this something that I, is there something that I did to cause this to be the way that it is now? The game is, is different now. What the dynamic is different, you know, is, is this because of something that I did? And after thinking about it quite a bit, I realized that it really wasn't. And I, and there again, I don't want to be afraid to take responsibility for that. I, I would rather know. I don't want to be in denial about that. I really do want to, to make those things, make those things right. If it is really something that I have done or not done that I should have done. But once I got past that point, it was really just a matter of realizing that, and there again, this is where the pe- the feelings of peace came in. At some point I realized, okay, this is, you know, this is the game now. This is the dynamic. And it's really up to me to learn to figure out a way to cope with that. And if, clearly, if it's something that's abusive, if it's something that is unhealthy, if it's, you know, if the game has changed or the dynamic has changed and it's toxic in some way, I want to calmly and mindfully assess that as well. And there are some situations where the game has changed enough in the wrong direction that I don't want to be a part of it anymore. But I don't want to just jump and, you know, jump into that and haul off and do that just in, out of, you know, having an angry response to someone changing the game on me. I want to make sure that I've really thought that through critically and given myself the time that I need to determine whether this is a situation I no longer want to be in. And this is really where the, the learning aspect has come in into play for me that I have embraced the fact, and I think this has really freed me in a lot of ways, and it's helped me cope tremendously, because I've internalized the wisdom that human beings constantly change. And I know, and I am willing to own up to the fact that I have sometimes 
believed that relationships are some type of solid situation that the dynamic never changes. And and usually that's when things are going well, when I'm getting what I want, when things are happening the way in the way that makes me the happiest, of course, I don't want it to change. And there again, I'm not beating myself up for that. I'm not trying to uh, judge myself in any way. We're all human beings. We, we are wired to do what I guess what's referred to as optimizing our situations. You know, we, you know, we clearly want things the way that we want them. And I don't think that means that we are bad people or that we're wrong somehow. It just means that we're human. And this is, this is my take on it. But I've also found that by really embracing the fact that people, you know, including myself, change constantly. The person that I am right now is most likely not, you know, if someone is dealing with me in this moment, I may very well be different five minutes from now, 15 minutes from now, the day after tomorrow. I think we all have general, you know, constant characteristics that make us who we are. We have, you know, personalities, so to speak. But as far as our emotional energy and the energy that we give off to other people, I think changes quite often. I'm not an authority on that. I don't have all the answers. I just can only speak from my own experience with other human beings. So the more that I can be at peace with, as much as I can, it's not always pleasant to be around people who are changing and leaving us in a position where we're not really sure who we're dealing with. And it does really feel like that sometimes. And I'm sure that people deal with me sometimes and feel that way as well. But I at least want to be aware of it. And the more aware I've become of the fact that I no longer want to hold a model in my head, and this is really the most critical part of this, what I have learned, it's that as humans, one of the other things that we do in addition to trying to optimize our current situations are that there is a human tendency to build models in our head of who we think other people are. And I, there again, I can't speak for everyone else, but I have read enough and spoken with many people about this subject and heard behavioral experts speak on this subject that it is something that I, I believe, at least for me, helps me understand why this can be a struggle sometimes. We hold models in our head of who other people are. And then I continue to build models of what I should expect from them based on their previous behavior. This is really basic human conditioning. And we make assumptions, which, and I realize that the assumptions are not always the most helpful things for me to, to, to make, but I then make assumptions and it's just there again, it's optimizing behavior. I'm trying to make it as easy as possible for me to deal with someone on an ongoing basis instead of having to really do a lot of internal calculating about what will happen if I say this to them or what will happen if I do this to them if I know in my mind that I've got some sort of model that's created. So I understand the biological reasons behind it, but it doesn't mean that this is the best way for me to live my life. I can, if my mind is going to create those models, I don't have to necessarily buy into them. All I really need to do is be aware of the fact that I'm creating it. I don't have to invest in it. I don't have to take it seriously. I don't have to believe that it's the gospel truth. All I really need to do is just let go 
of my need to cling to it. It's almost like, in a way, I can actually build relationships without a blueprint. I can take the blueprints and roll them back up and put them in the tube and lay them over in the corner of the room. I don't have to necessarily have the schematic diagrams for dealing with people. And there's a real tendency to want to do that because somehow, somewhere along the way, I started to believe that this was, you know, the more information I have stored that I can access, the better. And I found the opposite to be true, at least in human relations. I really just want to be genuinely who I am with people. I want to just let people be who they are. I just want to let their whoever they are-ness, so to speak, come through. And I don't, you know, if I am if I am making assumptions, then that's on me. If I am creating models in my head about who I think they are or what kind of relationship we have or what kind of friendship we have or acquaintanceship or business relationship or romantic relationship or whatever it is, I just want to let it be what it is. And it's a little bit, it can be a little bit of a, uh, it can be a little bit tenuous because sometimes I know the more I've got invested in a relationship with another human being, the more I can tend to lean on that and develop expectations and hopes and then have dreams about where I think it's going to lead. And when it's not there for me and it doesn't sustain me or make me happy in the way that I had hoped, you have this disconnect and then, then the suffering begins there as well. And then it's, can it can really begin, there's a whole other cycle of suffering because I'm starting to feel like somehow I've been cheated or somehow I didn't get what I expected. So for me, what I want to do is I always want to be aware and the more I can go into my interactions with other people, not needing to believe that they're anyone at all and not investing in some sort of personality profile about this person is this way or this is how they are or this is what they usually do. I'd rather just have make no assumptions whatsoever. If my mind wants to do that, so be it. And that's where mindfulness practice comes in. My mind can do whatever it chooses to do. The fact that I can accept that I can't control my mind completely. I can try to will myself to think certain things. I can try to will myself to feel certain ways, but it very seldom ever really works. So if I can just be in relationships with people and let my mind stay out of the way, and the only way I can really do that is by practicing mindfulness and sustaining that practice and focusing on coping mindfully with whatever I catch myself, whatever I catch my mind in the act of doing. And it's okay. It's, it's going to do whatever it's going to do. I don't have to get wrapped up in it. I don't have to take it seriously. And I'm much better off in my mind to actually laugh at the silliness of what my mind is doing in regards to other people. Because the more I can get it out of the way the more that I can be there with those people, however I am, however they are, without needing to think that just because they're this way right now, that I, somehow I really need them to be that way later. I Somehow I don't, you know, I don't want to come to depend on that at all. And I want to know that even if they do change the game on me, even if they are different, even if I come to find out, and most likely I know that I will, that they're not who I thought that they were, 
And even better, if I have not really invested in who I thought that they were, I'm much better off to begin with. And at the same time, if, I, if I'm allowed to give myself the same breathing room, because I really don't need to be taking seriously any thoughts about who I am, I can do the same thing with myself that I do with other people. And that's where sometimes there's the whole dissociation between, you know, who I really am being in that moment and who I thought that I was in that moment. If I don't take any of that seriously and just live spontaneously from moment to moment, it sounds really simple. It sounds like it would be wonderful to do it. We can do it. I just believe that there are practices that we can undertake that help us get out of our own way. And I really believe that mindfulness and mindful coping practices are two of the numerous practices that we can undertake and practice so that we can really, we're really, I think what we're really doing is practicing getting out of our own way and not making life, our lives harder than they have to be and not making them more painful than they have to be. And also allowing us to have interactions with people that are more satisfying and without the need to believe or need for it to continue or to expect it to continue. We can trust that whatever happens in the next moment will be okay and that we'll be okay because we're practicing being okay with whatever happens. It's really as simple as that. Not always easy, but it is as simple as that.